0: Welcome to the Keeping the Dream Alive podcast brought to you by Torch Technologies. In this podcast, you will learn about all things Torch, from its history to its culture, employee ownership, commitment to the warfighter, our community involvement, and so much more. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, and stay connected with Torch by following us on all your social media platforms. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoy the Keeping the Dream Alive podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Keeping the Dream Alive podcast. Today, I sit down to talk with two past board presidents of the Torch Helps and the current board president for Torch Helps. Thank you so much for being here. Would you like to introduce yourself and we'll get started there?
1: Sure. My name is Maureen Eversmeyer, LaJoy Johns, and Samantha
0: Blumpkin. Yeah. So, Samantha, you're the current board president for Torch Helps, but LaJoy and Maureen, y'all were both the past presidents. I guess each president kind of serves a year term, but y'all are both on the current board for Torch Helps right now as well, right?
2: No. When your presidency term is over, you roll off the board.
0: Okay. Perfect. So we'll start off talking a little bit about your background into Torch when you first joined Torch and kind of what you do on a day-to-day basis for Torch.
1: Okay. Again, this is Maureen. I work for the IT department at Torch Technologies. And I started out like a lot of people do, wanting to get involved with the company, kind of start small, do committees, and then you kind of work your way up when you figure out what you want to do. And Torch Helps is a very,
2: very fulfilling committee to work with. Yeah. My name is LaJoy again, and I started as an intern in 2015 with Torch in the subcontracts department. Been with the company eight years now, and I'm a senior subcontracts administrator. The first committee that I worked on with Torch is Torch in Action, Mm -hmm. which is actually the volunteer leg of Torch Helps. We do community service hours in the community.
3: And I'm Samantha Blumkin. I'm the current board president, and I've been with Torch for 10 years and I've always kind of had that mindset of I want to be involved with something but I'm not sure what it is and then I started getting more and more involved with Torch Helps and what their passion and what their mission statement was. And it was a no-brainer for me.
0: Yeah, I guess people that are listening that are employees of Torch, they know a little bit about Torch Helps. But Torch Helps, for people that are maybe listening that don't really know about it, Samantha, can you talk a little bit about sort of what the mission is for Torch Helps and kind of how it became a thing? It started in 2015, I believe, or 2005 it began. But talk a little bit about the mission behind Torch Helps.
3: As you said, Torch Helps was established in 2005, June. And the mission is we're a nonprofit completely funded by our employee owners, and we want to be able to give back to the communities where our employees reside. So we're a nonprofit with the mission to carry the torch in our communities by providing financial support to nonprofit organizations that aid individuals and families who lack the access to basic health and human services, or who require assistance to meet their fundamental needs for food, clothing, shelter, medical care, mental health, safety, and enrichment opportunities for the under undeserved, and as well as nonprofits that provide benefits to undeserved populations. So that's kind of a broad (laughs) spectrum of just making sure that we're taking care of our community and their needs.
0: For all three of you, giving back to the community is an incredible thing to be a part of in different facets and different jobs you maybe had in the past. Is that community involvement and giving back to the community always something that you've been interested in? And then now having Torch Helps is kind of an opportunity for you to do that with work or at work as well.
2: This is Lou I would say community service has always been a passion of mine. Uh, volunteered many, many hours before starting to work at Torch. So coming to Torch and having the opportunity to serve with Torch in Action and now Torch Helps was a wonderful outlet because I could actually work and also have involvement in the community through my job. So that was good. I think one of the unique qualities about Torch Helps is The fact that we help the nonprofits by funding the nonprofits who actually help the community, who serve the community
0: we've talked with previous guests on the podcast. Samantha, you were a guest on the podcast talking a little bit about your story, but just being out in public and having that torch shirt on and seeing the community so excited about the things you're doing and knowing it just because of the logo, but not necessarily knowing that maybe you are the president or you were the president before. What sort of is that feeling like for y'all when you're out and about and people are kind of communicating with you just because of that logo you're wearing?
1: We're very proud to be able and blessed to be able to be a part of that. I think we get as much in return, just to seeing how our dollars are spent and improving the quality of lives for everybody. And I've been at Torch nine years and I've seen it grow. You know, Torch helps over the years. We are a smaller company and now we're a very large company and we have offices in other states and we're giving back to those communities as well. So it's very exciting to see that.
3: Yeah. And I'd like to add, we've recently, as of May, have been able to give $1.5 million back into our communities. And like Maureen said, we used to just only be able to give back to Huntsville. Well, now, just this year, we've given back to Corpus Christi, Colorado Springs, our Boston, Massachusetts area, and even some employees out there in Washington, D.C. So it's really awesome to see what we're doing over there in those communities As well as just the Huntsville area as well.
0: Because are you all Huntsville natives or is Huntsville community as you began your job here at Torch, Huntsville became a part of your community?
1: I would say that for me. I grew up in St. Louis. Okay. But I have lived here longer than anywhere else. So Huntsville is home.
2: I'd say the same thing. Huntsville is home.
0: Yeah. It's such a unique thing that Bill and Don kind of put this in place and they've kind of saw this vision out. And now it's been a huge part of the company for since 2005. Mm -hmm. We talk a lot about getting new employees, getting a younger audience like myself to come in here and kind of buy into what you're doing. Is Torch Helps one of those things that's easy for them to kind of see the direct impact versus maybe something like the ESOP that's maybe a little bit more kind of confusing to think about? While Torch Helps is a direct, hey, we give back to the community and it's funded by you.
3: So I can say we've recently started with our new hires, kind of an orientation. And we've been able to put face-to-face communication on Torch Helps, not just a flyer, not just a video. And I have seen more passionate new hires in the younger generation than I probably have experienced in the last 10 years at Torch. I mean, I personally wanted to get involved in the community, but didn't know where to start, didn't know where to go with it. And so I was thankful that our workplace was able to provide an outlet and we get to vote on the grants of where that money is going. So the employees that are contributing get to decide where that money is funneling to. So I feel like as they see that and as the new hires see that they have more control over where their money is going than just, I think I'll donate to this this week.
0: All three of y'all are kind of in different subsects within Torch. It's not like you're all in the same department seeing each other on the day-to-day basis all the time. How is the culture kind of backed with the, your direct reports or people that are directly within the team members that you're working with, how has Torch helps kind of enrich that culture of Torch and kind of made people like, hey, it's a family that we're a part of. It's we are able to get back to our local community. And how has that kind of boosted that the morale within your team members?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think the giving is sort of contagious. People see you doing things and enjoying it and getting a lot of fulfillment out of it. They ask you about it. We try to when possible, have our grant award ceremonies kind of combined with maybe another torch event where there'd be more people, because when they hear the stories of what they're spending the money on in that particular grant award, they're very moving
2: stories. And so that helps spread the word and the excitement about it. Yeah, for sure. And I'd like to say that some of the nonprofits that apply for the grants are employee referred nonprofits. So they are actually nonprofits that our employees may actually have a hand in volunteering with them or sitting on the board or being a mentor in. So they have the opportunity. We have what we call a special grant, which awards up to $3,000. And the employee can actually fill out a one-page application and refer their nonprofit of choice to be voted on to receive even a smaller grant than the 10,000. So the excitement is good. And I think that everybody has buy-in.
0: Yeah, for sure. The big part of Torch Helps is is, it's employee funded and employee driven. Y'all are all employees here at Torch. It's important to get the input of the employees and having a variety of employees in a variety of different sectors within Torch is a huge to connect everyone together because at a company at Torch's size now, I mean, you're not going to know everybody there. But when you're kind of all a part of it and kind of all coming together for Torch, for Torch Helps and the meetings you all do, I feel like that is a huge, I haven't seen you in a couple of months. How's everything going with this, that or the other? How much of a family aspect is Torch Helps when you're, like you said, you're meeting with these people that you maybe don't meet with all the time or see all the time and you get to come together and have these meetings and give back to the community?
3: Well, and I can say that Torch is really good about We brief what we're doing with Torch Helps and the all-hands meetings and the board meetings. So it's kind of getting out there, but our culture is so much teamwork that also with our organizations, there's so much teamwork. Our STEPS, our Young Professionals Program, they go out and they advocate, hey, we just did an event and these nonprofit organizations would be perfect for Torch Helps. Why don't you guys reach out to them and see if they'll apply? Or, hey... The grant didn't work out, but I know that this nonprofit needs some volunteer hours. So let me refer you to the Torch in Action Committee and see if we can't get you some help in that aspect. So I think our teamwork culture bleeds into the Torch Helps and Torch in Action and our young professionals that it's just so well known in the community that we're going to them. They're coming to us. And it's just a constant fire being fueled.
0: Yeah. Yeah it's a, such a cool thing I mean, the, the passion that y'all have for it it's evident the culture is very different the culture is different than some people are aware of in other organizations and other companies whatever it might be but when you start talking about it and talking about it and like what y'all are doing in the community it's one big family family's growing rapidly very quickly so we're recording this episode august 25th kind of the end of august what does the rest of the year look like for torch help so maybe what are some goals you have maybe not even just for the end of the year but for thinking maybe the next few years
3: So over this last year, we did our 20th anniversary, we decided that we were going to give four additional grants outside of our normal grant cycle for 20,000 grants to some of our past participants and allow them to apply. And so we were able to give out to Kids to Love. We were giving a $20,000 grant to Boys and Girls Club and then also coming up, we're giving another $20,000 grant to um, Food Bank of North America and the Crisis Services of North America. Right now, we're currently in the review process or we're getting applications in for the October for the third quarter kind of time frame. So in October, we'll cut off that application process. We'll go through the review committee and then we'll send it out for the employees to vote on. And then around November, we'll be able to get those announcements. So we probably have another eight ten thousand dollar grants to give away this year that we're we're looking forward to see <laughs> those applicants. And it's just really awesome that our employees have given so much that we are now in a surplus to where we can also give the $20,000 grants in a special way.
0: Yeah. I mean, for both of y'all that aren't the current president, what is it like with your roles now and how they shifted within Torch Helps? You're obviously still really involved with what's going on. It's still a passion for you to be involved. How has that role kind of shifted from being the president of what Samantha is now to kind of what your role is now within Torch Helps?
2: I think being a spokesperson for Torch Helps, for my team and all of those around me, I would like to see going forward that we have 100% employee participation in giving to Torch Helps. I started out giving $5 every two weeks. That's as a new employee. And then once I saw the impact that it had each year, I'll give a little bit more. But if you just start giving that $5, you you don't even miss it. It comes out of the paycheck before you ever see it. So Mm -hmm. you never miss it. Currently, I'm serving on the review committee. That Mm -hmm. is the other leg for Torch Helps. We help review the applications as they okay. go on before they are sent to the employees to vote on. So I'm having a lot of fun <laughs> and pleasure learning that part of Yes, for sure.
0: What about you, Maureen?
1: I think just the awareness. You want to join a committee just to get more involved in the company. And then you realize that committee has so much more to it yeah. than just being part of the committee. And then reaching out to other committee groups and see the interaction and just being like, LaJoy said, the voice, just kind of talk it up, and just make sure people are aware of it and that it doesn't take much to give to make a big impact. Yeah. Cumulatively. And it's also wonderful to see as we interactively work together within Torch, so do those nonprofits. When you hear them tell their story, they know the other nonprofits in the room <laughs> because once people might graduate from one charity to the next as they progress. And so that's a very exciting thing to see also
0: yeah I mean, one question I don't think I've ever asked on this podcast but I think it's super fitting for torch helps and what y'all do in the community each of you can have your own little answer for it but if there was a headline that you saw for torch helps if there was an article that was released if there was thing internally about torch helps whatever it might be that talks about it's giving back to the local community what would you want that headline to be in the next say two to three years
2: 100 percent employee <laughs> supported <laughs> yes <laughs>
3: honestly, I would love to see that we have expanded more into the United States and have more locations. I mean, we have a huge presence in Colorado Springs and Shalimar, but I would love to see that, hey, we just expanded our contributions and our giving and our grant awards into 10 new cities or into three new major areas of where our employees are residing. I mean, we love seeing it in Huntsville, but... I get teared up seeing it in those other areas as well.
0: For sure. Both of those headlines would be incredible to see in the next couple of years. To see the impact it's had since 2005 and the impact it's going to have for the next five to 10 years is going to be insane. And we'll have this conversation hopefully in 10 years and be like, do you remember that conversation we had 10 years ago about Torch Helps? Wow. What's it doing now? It's beyond everything that we ever imagined. If there's a nonprofit that happens to be listening to this, someone wanting to reach out about getting them one of the grant opportunities, where can they find out more information about Torch Helps? Where are you online at and all that good information?
3: So you can go to torchhelps.org, and that'll give you all the information of the deadlines of the grant applications. And it'll also give you contact information if you have any questions to reach out. And we can answer and help that application process as well.
0: Perfect. Well, Bill normally ends our past episodes by challenging the employees that it is up to them to keep our dream alive. And I think that's very fitting for Torch Helps, too. Uh, It's continuing to grow its mission, its vision. What does that statement mean to y'all now? It can be directly in Torch Helps, related to Torch Helps, or just as an employee of Torch. What does it mean to you that it's up to you to keep our dream alive?
1: Just be proactive. Get out there and give back.
2: I would say when you're called on or you have a challenge or someone invites you to do a podcast, (laughs) that you're more than willing to come and share your experience of Torch and just share your experience with your coworkers and people you come in contact with.
0: Yeah, for sure.
3: I still continue to say get engaged. I mean, get engaged with your coworkers, get engaged with those nonprofits out there and and just stay engaged with everything that's going around.
0: Yeah, I think the episode with Brad Walker will come out after this episode's already released, but he challenged that if you see, if a young employee is seeing somebody that they look up to either higher end executive, whatever it might be, whoever it might be at Torch, anybody that you even maybe not really know, but you just see that their work ethic or whatever it might be. And you have questions, he's like, challenge you just to go and talk to them. I challenge you to go and sit down in their office, get five, 10 minutes most of the time, they're not going to say no. And you're going to learn a lot from it too. So he challenged everyone on that episode, which I thought was incredible. But thank you for taking the last 18, 19 minutes talking to me a little bit about torch helps. I continue to look forward to the success that torch helps will have within torch and then the growth it will have and the ability for it to give come back to so many more community communities outside of Huntsville and all across the country. If you're listening to this, and you want to find out more information about torch technologies, or torch helps, you can visit their website torchtechnologies.org, I believe and Torchhelps.org to find out more information. But thank you so much for being here. And I continue to look forward to the growth that Torchhelps will have.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Keeping the Dream Alive podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen and stay connected with us on social media for news and updates surrounding the company. Thank you so much for listening and we hope you enjoyed it.